This is episode number 98 and today we're talking about how exercise can help you fight depression. Welcome along, I'm Nicola Smith, your personal trainer, nutrition and lifestyle coach. Now each week I bring you an educational or inspiring message to help you unlock your true health and well-being and ultimately help you lead a life that energizes and inspires you. Today's show is brought to you by a Forever Fit online bootcamp. Check it out, it's not too late to join. Five weeks of online workouts, nutrition, mindset, meditations, yoga, mobility, all the tools you need to help you transform your health and well-being in the comfort of your living room. Check it out at foreverfitonlinebootcamp.com. So today we're discussing the symptoms of depression and the thing to understand is this can vary from person to person. However, there is some pretty strong evidence saying that exercise may just be the answer to helping treat this really common mental illness. Not only that, there's been several studies that are finding out that physical activity may even outperform medication designed to treat the symptoms of depression. Now this is pretty cool even if you're not a personal trainer. (laughs) So for years we have been all known that diet and exercise can help prevent chronic physical illness such as heart disease, obesity and diabetes. But now there's more focus on its benefits of mental health and how this can help improve our um, depression, our emotional state and the results have been pretty optimistic from these studies. So depression is a real serious problem worldwide. One in six New Zealanders and Australians will experience serious depression at some point in their life. This is massive. One in four British adults experience at least one diagnosable mental health problem in any one year, and in the US, in eight adults have been di- one in eight adults have been diagnosed with clinical depression. Over 121 million people worldwide currently suffer from the symptoms of depression with the war-torn country that they're in, and Afghanistan is reporting the highest prevalence as well. So overall, women have the highest rate of depression than men, and they're often at risk of increasing this the weeks in and around having a baby. But it's not just adults that are overcome by mental illness. Worldwide, it's estimated that 1.3 million adolescents died in 2012, with the top three causes being death, being um, road traffic injuries, HIVs, and then suicide. So for adolescents, girls alone, the biggest killer after suicide was complications during childbirth. Um, This is pretty scary stats. So the statistics on depressions are scary, and they are not going to get any better any time soon. So globally, it's a responsibility for more years lost to a disability than any other condition, including chronic lung disease, diabetes, and alcohol-related disorders. Switzerland is a country which offers some of the best support in mental health, with more than 40 psychiatrists per 100,000 people. However, it has the highest rate of depression, um, more so than the US as well. So, a report prepared by the UN agency has suggested that over half of the people who develop mental um, 
disorders have the first symptoms of depression by the age of 14. This appears the better mental health care and knowledge of mental illness seems to be reducing seems to not be reducing these stats. In fact, the World Health Organization estimates that in 2020, depression will be the second most common cause of ill health and premature death worldwide. So could exercise be a good drug for treating the symptoms of depression? I'm sure you know that I'm going to be all for this because that's what I do. And I'm all for going for a run and taking a yoga class and doing a workout as this can be great to help alleviate stress after a really tough day. And we all hear about the rush of endorphins released when exercise is responsible for lifting your mood and making us feel much more positive about our life. But you don't want to just take my word from it because I'm biased. I'm a personal trainer and that's what I do. So there's been researchers at the Karolinski Institute of Sweden that have found that exercise actually detoxes harmful chemicals from our body and in turn alleviates the symptoms of depression. So during exercise, the muscles start to act similarly to like the kidneys and liver and produce an enzyme which is essential for purging the molecules linked to causing the brain harm and depression. So Dr. Jug Royals, Ruiz, <laughs> can't pronounce that, um, is a principal of the investigator of the Department of Physiology and Pharmacology, stated that in their initial research hypothesis was that the trained muscle would produce a substance which beneficially affects the brain. What they found during the study was the opposite. So well-trained muscles produce an enzyme that purged the body of harmful substances, while the muscle's function was a reminiscent of the kidney and the liver. Their results pointed to the type of exercise which could have the biggest impact on reducing symptoms of depression, lifting the mood and reducing stress. The cardiovascular exercise was seen to have the strongest effect, although it is also possible that other kinds of exercise will also have an effect, like resistance training such as weightlifting. But our results support that the use of aerobic exercise, like biking, running and walking, have a positive effect. So in the same study, the researchers looked at why those who do not regularly exercise end up feeling sluggish, show signs of depression, and are more prone to chronic diseases. The skeletal muscles appear to have a detoxification effect that, when activated, can protect the brain from mental illness, Ruiz says. So it is previously known that the protein called BPGC increase within the skeletal muscle as an individual exercise but the reason for this was unclear but when they were observing researchers found that after five weeks of being exposed to a stressful environment of flashing lights and loud noises one groups of the mice displayed strong symptoms of depression. The other group of mice with high levels of protein appeared to be protected from experiencing mental illness this is thought to be due to the protein producing an enzyme called CAT, K-A-T, which is responsible for converting the harmful molecule into a, a good quality acid. And this is a harmless substance that can be passed out of the body. So exercise versus medication and beating depression. Exercise has been recommended as a, as a good therapy for treating mild symptoms for depression as well as um, the therapy for those on antidepressive medications. It could also just be as effective as prescribed medication.
So a neuroscientist of Duke University, James Blue Mentalthill, specialises in depression and published a very interesting study in the Journal of Biobehavioural Medicine. In this study, he split the group of 156 adults who had mild to moderate cases of depression into three groups. One group was prescribed an antidepressant drug. Second group was prescribed sertraline and given an exercise regime three, t- three times per week for 45 minutes. This regime consisted of a 10-minute warm-up, 30 minutes of jogging or walking at a pace that would keep their heart rate up at 80 to 90% of their maximum and then for them to do a 5-minute cool-down to finish. Group 3 was only given an exercise regime as a treatment for their symptoms of depression. The results were pretty cool. Over a 16-week period, the participants were supervised by researchers and professional staff. They found that all three treatments delivered equal results. Treating the participants with exercise alone was just as effective as treating those with the drug, yet the risk weren't as high. So this drug, sertraline, has been linked to a wide range of concerning side effects, including major depressive disorder, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, social and panic anxiety. So the long-term effect was the results were pretty awesome. After 16 weeks of treatment, 83% of the participants were considered to be in remission and free from any symptoms of depression. When the study concluded, participants were able to continue the the treatment received or try something new. Researchers followed up with the patients six months later and found that 38% of participants who were prescribed medication relapsed into depression 31% of the participants who exercised and took medication relapsed into depression, and just 8% of participants who who only exercised relapsed into depression. He described the differences between exercise and medication in a statement. One of the positive psychological benefits of systematic systematic exercise (laughs) slurring my words, is the development of sense of personal mastery and positive self-regard which we believe is likely to play a role in depression, reducing reducing effects of exercise. Regular exercise should be a focus rather than intensity and duration of treating depression. A review published by the Clinical um, Psychiatry looked into the benefits of exercise for clinical depression. Researchers of the Division of Psychiatry of Boston University School of Medicine found positive associations with exercise in alleviating symptoms of depression. It was suggested that it's likely the combination of biological, psychological and sociological factors influencing the relationship between exercise and depression. This is consistent with the view on current treatment for depression involving pharmacological therapy and psychotherapy. While we focus on intensity when we train, the research interestingly suggests that focus can be overwhelming for someone who is depressed. So currently, the recommendations for most countries is that adults exercise at least 30 minutes a day at moderate to vigorous intensity. So based on the findings from this review, those who are experiencing depression are better for exercising for 20 minutes a day, three times a week at a moderate intensity. According to the researchers, this is significant enough to reduce the symptoms of depression. 
what I found really interesting was that while depression may be an additional risk factor for exercise non-compliance, like just don't want to be doing it, then there, it was reported that dropout rates amongst depressed patients were not too different from those in the general population who weren't suffering from a mental illness. Unhealthy lifestyle driving an increase in chronic disease and mental illness is global. The evidence is there in front of us and the and, and an unhealthy and the unhealthy lifestyle is driving the increase in the burden of chronic disease, mental illness like depression worldwide. Research suggests that just like including an hour of walking per week into your life, you can reduce the risk of developing depression by 50%. It's huge. Promoting physical health within the communities vulnerable for developing depression is a valuable mental health care strategy. So let's be really honest. Statistics suggest we're all vulnerable for experiencing symptoms of depression at some point of our lives. While there is growing acceptance that the mind-body connection is really real, I think we tend to forget how powerful maintaining good physical health can be in reducing the risk of suffering from mental illness. While some studies suggest aerobic exercise is the best theory for those depressed, there is plenty of evidence also suggesting that any form of exercise that gets your heart rate up and blood pumping is beneficial. The best advice is to find an exercise routine that you enjoy and that you can do consistently and to make it part of your routine. So practicing yoga or meditation, going for a swim, doing a HIIT workout, doing anything that's going to make you do it is a positive step in the right direction. Run, box, cycle, do go for a swim or do a bit more if you need or just go with the minimum of 20 minutes and aim to do that each and every day. The key is our body is designed to move and when we don't move this affects more, more than just calories, this affects our entire body. Our body's a system of systems and everything's connected and we can't neglect the emotional link that our, our mental health has to our physical health. So whatever it is, a healthy lifestyle is one of the simplest ways for you to treat symptoms of mild or seasonal depression and maintain a good mental health. So if you think you're suffering from depression, talk to somebody. Start moving. We all go through highs and lows and there's definitely times within a year or within a week, within a month, that you're going to experience patterns and how, how low you go can be dependent on your habits and routine but when you know this sort of positive information here you can um, you can prevent it from getting worse but like I said do do talk to um, to talk to someone get get help but don't underestimate the power of good habits routine and exercise follow the advice of your um, physician and it might be worth asking or talking to somebody about um, you know, combining the exercise with your medication to see if you can get off it because of knowing the effects that exercise can have on, on your health. Do know that this is, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor and this is just me coming from an exercise point of view and I just wanted to show you these studies because I don't want you just to take my word for it because, you know, it's it's could be seen as rigged but there's so many studies out there just proving the beneficial benefits of moving more and getting active and don't just do it to lose weight, do it to stay healthy, do it to stay um, happy, do it to 
keep yourself in the right frame of mind and ultimately be inspired and motivated. Natural changes in your habits can have a huge impact on your life. So the more you move your body, the more your body's going to feel much better. As you know, my goal is for you to help lead a life that energizes and inspires you. So go out there, move your body, and do something great today.